It's seven o'clock and time for the Scots Whee Show. Oh, 
always good to hear that. That is Cancel the Astronauts and Intervention from 2012's Animal Love Match album. And I also recommend What the Noise is For, which came out last year and was a triumphant return after a few years away from Cancel the Astronauts. Welcome to the Scots Wehey Show on Cam Glen Radio with me, Ali Braidwood. And between now and nine o'clock, I'll be playing you the very best Scottish music. Some will be old, but most will be brand new releases, reflecting the vibrant state of Scottish music today. As well as that, we have our regular features. The Artist of the Week is Karstine Harvey, who I'll be talking to, as well as playing a couple of her songs. Our featured album is Gareth Williams' Songs from the Last Page, and I'll play tracks from it. And there are book, TV, podcast and gig recommendations for you to consider. However, each week we kick the show off with three of the best new releases. And this week we begin with King Creosote, the return of King Creosote. And this is Blue Marbled Elm Trees.
First of those three new releases was King Creosote and Blue Marbled Elm Trees, which is the first release from his album I Des, which is coming out later in November. Can't wait to hear that. After that, you heard Carla J. Easton and Sugar Honey, which is the title track from Carla's new album, which is going to be out in October. And it'd be good to have Carla back on the show to tell us all about it. We'll see what we can do. And just there, you held Sulka and Wind Up. I just love Sulka's music and songs and that is just the latest example, fine, fine example. And if you get the chance to catch Sulka live, do so. I managed to do that fairly recently and it was such a good night. Now it's a recent artist of the week. It's Ruby Gaines who was on a few weeks ago to talk about her heavy good EP, which is now out and from it, this is heavy.
voice could only be Ruby Gaines, and that was Heavy, taken from Ruby's EP Heavy Good, which is out now. And if you head to Scott Swahey's YouTube page, then you can watch and listen to the full, unedited version of my interview with Ruby Gaines from a few weeks ago. We move on now to our book recommendation for this week, and it's Callum McSorley's Squeaky Clean, which is published with Pushkin and Vertigo. Here's a bit from the book before I tell you my thoughts. Half the Glasgow cop shop think D.I. Alison McCoist is bent. The other half just think she's useless. I'm paraphrasing there. No one thinks very much at all about car wash employee Davey Burnett until one day he takes the wrong customer's motor for a ride. When kidnapping later, he and the car wash are officially part of Glasgow's criminal underworld, working for a psychopath who enjoys playing games like keep your kneecaps with anyone who crosses him. Can Davy escape from the gang's clutches with his kneecaps and life intact? Perhaps this polis, Ali McCoist, who keeps nosing around the car wash, could help if she doesn't get herself killed first. And on the cover... It describes Squeaky Clean as a case for Glasgow's least popular detective. And there's always something extra for readers, I think, when a novel is set in places they know. Squeaky Clean is not just set in Glasgow, but much of it is set in walking distance of where I lived for over 20 years in the centre of Glasgow. It's that often quoted Alistair Gray idea that for a city to exist, to truly exist, it must exist in the imagination. In Squeaky Clean, McSorley shows an insider's knowledge of Glasgow and those who live and work there, some barely managing either. It's a book inhabited by people you know or have heard talk of or maybe even are. Squeaky Clean has been shortlisted for both Bloody Scotland's debut prize for crime fiction and the prestigious McIlvany Award, and it deserves both. It's a great addition to the fine tradition of the Glasgow crime novel. If you like your crime fiction, then I highly, highly recommend it. And Callum is on a couple of Scots We Hate podcasts. We've done one with the shortlisted writers for the debut Crime Prize, which you can find over at scottswahey.com, and also one with the shortlisted authors for this year's McIlvany Prize, and that will be available next week, Bloody Scotland being on between the 15th and 17th of September. So if you want to know more about it, check out those podcasts and others. We've got three Bloody Scotland-themed podcasts available for you to catch up with. And that's me talking about Callum McSorley's Squeaky Clean, which, as I say, is out now with Pushkin Vertigo. We return to the new music now with Edinburgh's Everything Brighter, and this is Quiet Love Demo. I thought it'd be louder I thought it would shout I thought it would throw me And turn me inside out Took you for granted And made it about All of the stories There's so many stories And I don't know what I'm thinking And I don't know what I say I didn't speak, didn't listen I gave it away I'm always searching 
searching for something And something took us away Now we're right back where we started With all we ever wanted We've got a quiet kind of love Quiet kind of love We've got a quiet kind of love mm. I thought it would shake me And wake me up And put me through heartache Before we'd even fall in love But now that I feel Feeling doesn't have to hurt It's here in the silence A quiet kind of love And even when I get so low You can always lift me higher And even when you can't hold on I can set your world on fire So hold my heart inside your hand Quiet kind of love We've got a quiet kind of love A quiet kind of love We've got a quiet kind of love Set your world on fire So hold my heart inside your hands And I'll be everything I can Cause we've got a quiet kind of love I can feel it, I can feel it, I can feel it 
And that was the Tijuana Bibles and the Wave. So good to have new music from Tijuana Bibles. And that is one of my favourite band names. If you're not sure what a Tijuana Bible is, it's worth a careful Google. And before that, you heard Everything Brighter and Quiet Love demo, which follows on from their singles Scared of the Dark and Feels Like Home, which came out earlier this year. And I hope there's more to come soon. Now it's time for Ali's Comfort Break. At time in every show where I play you a track longer than those usually played on the radio. And this week it's the full 9 minutes and 5 seconds of Lone Pigeon's Concubine Rice number 2. But I will say there's a couple of false endings in there, so don't be fooled. This is Concubine Rice number 2 by Lone Pigeon. If you don't They come from the place where the elephant died Beneath the white moon That the sun is just trying to break through as he cries We sleep behind as the water cries In the acculent affluent sky 
There is no time for the elephant as he takes to the pelican crossing flies. Elephant ages hyena, heronophus, chimpana, parrot, pelagi, porcupine, pelopelopus. Where do you go when you wake in the morning? Are you locked in the door with the lion inside? She remembered the letter that she wrote to the silly old ape as he sat by the goat. Looking for a new flame down by the satellite, there she played a game on the television road. The lion opens up his eye and looks into the door where she's standing on the way when the nipple blop nipple blop 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 blop
and that was Lone Pigeon and Concubine Rice number two. Was it one track? Was it three or more? I'll leave you to decide that. It's a really fantastic album it's taken from, which is called Concubine Rice. It came out back in 2002. And Lone Pigeon is Gordon Anderson, once of the Beta Band, and I think you can definitely hear that on that track there. And that was Ali's Comfort Break for this week. Next is a new release from some old favourites. This is Blush Club and Birthday Hat. Oh, 
That was Fiona Rutherford and Sunflower from the beautiful album Seed. Fiona, another former Artist of the Week on the show, and Seed is an album I keep returning to because it's just gorgeous. And before that, you heard Birthday Hat, the latest single from Blush Club. Now it's time for our TV recommendation for this week, and it is... Amal Rajan interviews Brian Cox, and just to be clear, it's Dundee's finest, the actor Brian Cox. Here's a little bit more about it from the iPlayer website. The actor Brian Cox, star of the drama Succession, sits down with Amal Rajan to reveal the secrets of the show and what took him from poverty in Dundee all the way to Hollywood. The award-winning theatre, television and film actor reveals what really happens on set, his thoughts on the method acting technique used by one of his co-stars and his best and worst moments since the show first aired in 2018. When you've got an interviewee who's as interesting and with such a story as Brian Cox, then you cannot fail because this is a cracking conversation. Of course they talk succession and they do so at length. But there's so much more, including Cox's young life and working class roots, through to his time on stage, fantastic pictures of his theatre work, through to the screen. Unfortunately, uh, there's no mention of Bob Servant, which uh, is an oversight, but they look at him, his role as the original, and in my opinion, the best, Hannibal Lecter and many, many others. It's called Amal Rajan interviews Brian Cox and it's available on iPlayer at the moment and it is our television recommendation for this week. Now it's time for a featured album and I've played tracks from this before and I'm sure I will again because it's one of my favourites of the year. It's Gareth Williams' Songs from the Last Page and from it this is Song from the Last Page of How to Be Both. Makes its way under the ground Before there's any sign of the tree
to be mead and unmead and unmead. Both to be mead and unmead and unmead and unmead. Both to be mead and unmead and unmead and unmead and unmead. Hello, all the new. that was Gareth Williams and song from the last page of How To Be Both. How To Be Both is Ali Smith's novel. It's taken from our featured album Songs From The Last Page and I'll play another track from it and tell you much more about the ethos behind the album later in the show. We move on to the interview with our Artist of the Week, who is Kirstine Harvey. In a moment, I'll be talking to Kirstine after you've heard the current single, this is Lifeguard. You can fight it And I'll go with your sights at She's your type But see that girl You think she's wild So you're running away You're running away And when you go She'll have your hand full of love To dispose of She'd never to expose it, expose it. 
And you've just heard Lifeguard, the current single by Kirstine Harvey. And I'm joined by Kirstine now. Hello. Hello. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure. So what can you tell us about Lifeguard? Oh, so Lifeguard, this song's been in the works for quite a while now. I've had it for about well, two years. Maybe that's not that long for some people, but... um. It's more of a fly in the wall perspective. I tend to, I've noticed in my songwriting a lot of the time, it's from like a, yeah, it's from an outsider perspective as opposed to um, me being like the subject of the song or my thoughts. Um, so this song is just about that general kind of idea where there's a lot of pressure on, most. I suppose it's mostly within like with guys and males and things like that. A lot of friends, there's peer pressure to, if you're out on a night out, to 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 get with someone and, and be with someone and um where some people that's really not their motive and they just want to go and have a nice night out is that's not really a pressure so I kind of noticed that on a few nights out there'd be guys joking around and things like that so I wanted to put that into a song and lifeguard was just a big metaphor for it I just wanted that a way to put that into perspective of how you are your own lifeguard we obviously need them physically swimming pools but um if you're by yourself, then it is just you that's got to look out for yourself. So that's where that kind of idea came from, and I just wanted to roll with that. <laughs> I think it's a great uh, uh, metaphor, actually, that, you know, you've got to be your own lifeguard and, and kind of, you know, hopefully you've got other people looking out for you, but sometimes you've got to look out for yourself. Yeah. Yeah, you and, definitely do. And is this taken from an EP that's coming out? Is that right? It is. It's taken from a four-track EP. I started this recording two years ago. No, last year. So um, we recorded it last July and then it's kind of been stop-start on and off till this year. So there's four new tracks um, and the whole EP is called The Unpredictable EP because there's a bit of a genre mishmash. There's just a lot of different sounds in there. So I wasn't really too... They don't really flow, I suppose, as a as a project as a lot of people would aim to do and um, they'd probably strive to have like a fake theme going through the whole thing and stuff like that whereas this one was just a bit of a wee bit of everything and I didn't really know what to do but one of the tracks is called Unpredictable so we thought that actually ties in quite nicely because the whole thing just slightly unpredictable so yeah that's coming this year uh, it's very early December there's not an official date yet but I, I can tell you it's early December <laughs> and I know uh, Lifeguard was recorded at Chem 19 Studios is the rest of the EP has that been recorded yep. there as well and I mean that's one of the yes. well-known studios in Scotland you know a lot of great bands and musicians have recorded there what was that like what's that been like um it's been great I've used I've been at Chem 19 for a few years now I did my first songs there in 2019 and then I just I went along for the first time ever having no idea what to expect and then I've been working with Jamie Savage who it's just like an absolute wizard on all of this music stuff and he just he makes them come to life like come alive in a way that like a lot of the time I wouldn't think of and then we spent ages on it to be fair so there a lot of time spent in the studio editing all the songs so obviously I went back for this EP so we were there from from July last year a couple of weeks there another few days on and off and yeah it got finished about March or April time this year so it was a wee bit of a, a process but um yeah I loved it it's 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 very you kind of can't believe you're there doing it <laughs> like why am I in here doing this these songs but yeah it's been great and I'll definitely probably continue to go back if I can so yeah and so are the, all the songs now written uh, for the EP even though you've got the the releases further down the line they're all written and finished yes they're they're all completely finished I think the reason it's so spread out for me is 
Um, I've only previously released songs as singles, so they get their own cover art and their own push and, and every song I've done has been like that. So I think that was the scariest part or most worrying part of doing an EP for me was the fact that you have you spend so much time in this body of music and then it's out so quickly and it's under the same photograph or same artwork and, and it's out and that's it and you've spent ages on it. So I kind of wanted to, I did kind of want to drag it out. I, I basically really stretched out this release. Um, so the last song, the first song was out in the end of June and I've just had one now. And then I think there'll be one end of September, like a third single because I'm just, I really want to put them all out separately, but also together. So yeah, that's why it's been so dragged out. And I love putting the visuals and things to them all. So I kind of put a lot of time on that as well, rather than just, just the audio going out. Oh yeah, I think you've kind of answered this question. I was going to ask you about how you approach releasing your music and how carefully planned it is but it sounds as though it is carefully planned yeah it's definitely there's a lot of thinking goes into it I always want to have whether it's like a whole video or just some visualizer stuff for post online and then I always like having some behind the scenes and story like what the song was about I always like to have all these wee things ready and in place for the release happening so I'll in a couple of weeks on the run-up to release I'll be trying to get some video footage. And my wee sister, luckily, is very into her camera stuff at the moment. So she, much to her enjoyment, gets dragged along for a free lunch to help out with all of that. Um, so, yeah, I always want to put a bit of a look to the songs as well. And it's something I've noticed from my side of things, you, all your kind of um, press releases that come out for each song, there is a bit of story behind them all a little bit of explanation which you know makes it yeah good for me because then I can share that with the listeners and other, and other yeah. people so it does seem that you know you are although this is going to be an EP at the end of uh, when it comes out in December you have got these mm-hmm. four singles off it as well yeah because they're already recorded are you ever tempted to think oh I can maybe go back and do something else with that or are you quite happy to go no that's it done and, and kind of push there's, the there's definitely, they, I know there's definitely an element of that because you have them for so long and then playing them live. So I always tend to find that I start changing the way I sing a certain word or I add a wee bit in that I didn't do in the recording last year. But now because I've been singing it live for a year, I've added wee bits in. So there's sometimes I'm like, oh, it sounds slightly different now than I would just naturally go to sing it live. But um, no, I I, I, I I try not to listen to them too much over the gap because I do know that I'll start picking it away at wee things that maybe could have been different. But I'm just, I think I'm just overall, overall so happy with how they've all turned out. So there's not been, not been much, nothing that would make me actually want to go and change anything. And I can't remember who I was talking to recently about this, but you don't, not many people release live versions of the songs these days would you ever think of maybe doing a live ep or something like that do you know i was i was actually thinking about that the other day like a, a stripped back like acoustic version because most of my gigs that i do i do just do them alone and um, there's a few that the bigger gigs and stuff like that i'll get session players and a band into it with me but most of the gigs i do are by myself so it would actually be really nice to have the whole ep as what it sounds like if you were to come and see me it would just be me and the guitar so that is actually something I might be thinking about because it just it, that's how they started. So it's quite nice to put them out as they sounded from the start to when they're live. So, yeah, no, I definitely would want to do that. But, yeah, you don't get many live sets actually anymore. I don't think you but, do. I think that's maybe partly to do with how music is released and a lot of it's now streamed rather than, you know, having mm-hmm. kind of maybe physical copy of the live. 
And uh, and you talking about live, I noticed that you're going to be supporting uh, Kevin Maguire in October at the Classic Grand in Glasgow. Yes, yes. There's actually quite a few gigs coming up starting next week. There's a wee run of gigs, so I'm quite. Oh, tell us about them. Quite a lot of them, but uh, well, yeah. So I'm I'm joining Cammy Barnes on his. He's doing a tour, and I like. I'm very lucky to be joining him for the Edinburgh and Glasgow gigs. So it's the Caves on the 13th, and then SWG3 on the 16th next uh starting next week actually and then i'm doing a wee festival um it's called hillhead buyer festival it's out more towards like mogai way um a day festival on a farm which looking forward to if the weather's sunny as well and then i mean yeah and then the kevin Maguire one as well which is i've never been in the classic ground so i'm very excited for that as well but it just feels like they've all just came in at once um so this month's like this month ahead's looking quite busy so yeah (laughs) and Live something you obviously really enjoy doing. It's a big part of what you do. Yes, yeah, I really enjoy it. It's 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 definitely still I still get nervous and things like that as well. But I think the last kind of month or two, it's almost felt a lot more natural to me. I've almost um, and the talking part as well. I would always struggle with the speaking in between songs, but now it just feels a lot more a lot more natural. So I do enjoy it a lot more now. Um, it feels like yeah, it's just it's just another part of it. So. I think with all of these things, you know, the more you do it, the kind of hopefully slightly easier it gets. Yeah. And you mentioned that uh, some of these songs were going back a year and a half, maybe even even two years. And of course, before that, around about that time, you couldn't have been playing live. So how was it to come back after so long, not playing live and play again? Was it like almost starting from scratch? Oh, yeah, it was totally, it was totally weird. And, and that's, that's, as I was just saying, like the speaking part just felt so odd because you kind of didn't go, like I was just speaking to my family and things in the house and like people over the phone. So when you go into a wee room of people all staring at you, you're like, oh, I don't know what to say to you. Um, but yeah, no, it's, I, it almost feels like that part was so long ago, but so recently as well. It's a strange yeah. one actually to think about. But yeah, no, it's definitely all good now. It feels a lot more natural and I don't really think about it anymore at the moment. Yeah. So. <laughs> So I wanted to ask you how you began making music. You know, that move from being a music fan who listens to music to starting to make it yourself. How, how did that come mm-hmm. about? Uh, so I've always done my, I've always done music growing up. I kind of got, it wasn't really a question, but I did get made to go to piano lessons from like primary five onwards. My dad is a musician he's in a Keely band um, and so was my granddad was in trad the fiddle player and stuff as well so I grew up with a very noisy house some would say just it was just constantly music in the house and um like yeah live music in the house and Kayleys and going to things like that mum uh from a very young age so it just kind of I didn't ever feel like I got into it I just grew up thinking that was normal anyway and then I started going to like theatre school and things like that when I was in late primary and then early high school and then I got a guitar for Christmas and it just kind of rolled on from there so there wasn't a specific point I feel like but definitely getting the guitar and leaving school was when I started. Uh, so who were your early influences who were the people that you know when you got that guitar who were oh, you trying to kind of copy? Uh, so the first I'm trying to think of the first song I sang on guitar I definitely learned um Riptide by Vance Joy was one I can visually remember posting on YouTube from age 15, 16. And then th- this was 
actually a full circle moment for me actually really recently because another song that I learned was Waterloo Sunset by the Kinks mm-hmm. um, but I'd learned it through First Aid Kit where they did a cover of it on YouTube and then just last week my phone started blowing up because the Kinks had, start, had reposted the cover reposted it on their own socials so that was like a full circle moment from playing that from being 15, 16 to then having the, the band's official pages post that and all these people like thousands of people had seen it and I was just like this is that's crazy because I've been singing that for years so um that, that was definitely a yeah and, and that's interesting you're saying that because it seems to me that you're an artist that has really used um being online and used social media in particular to kind of uh, get your music out to people and kind of reach new listeners is that right Yes, no, I've definitely found that social media has been a huge part of the last couple of years. I've always used it. I've always posted and 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 when it's come up to song releases, made a massive push on all my posts and things like that. But in the last year, it's definitely become much more of a main focus. I think you have to do it every day. Um, so you do have to be very consistent. I've definitely found that TikTok's been a huge part of the last kind of eight months for me. I've seen like a humongous growth in that. I've always posted on it, we covers and things, but in the last eight months, there's been like a new, like 40,000 new people are now over there, which is insane. It might, that might, that figure might be quite small for some people, but for me, I was like, every day I'm like, is that, why are these people all following me? It seems a bit silly, but it's like, it, it's just trying to grow that and be consistent. But then now I just feel this, I have to do it every day. So I've started like batch recording wee videos to post and, and you're trying to, stay relevant like stay on that platform and stay there every day in people's faces so that they see you there all the time so yeah no I've definitely noticed that it's become a very useful tool and I've seen it's quite nice seeing people from TikTok come across to your own music I was kind of worried that maybe from posting covers on TikTok that people would start thinking that that was your your main goal with doing something like that and a lot of the covers I do are kind of Scottish folk songs and old kind of Sad songs. The first one I did that blew up was the Julie Peace song, um, which was a bit of, at the start, I was just like, oh, it's a wee bit of a laugh. And then I realised there's so many people that really relate, like love these songs because it brings back a lot of memory and nostalgia for so many people and new people who haven't heard, like younger generations who haven't maybe maybe heard the songs are like, what is this? (laughs) Um, So there's a lot of people from that, but it's been really nice to see that transfer over into my own music, which isn't in that genre at all. Yeah. So um, that is nice to see. And I've even had people come to gigs that were from TikTok have came up to me and went, oh, we've seen you on TikTok. So, and it was, that was really weird. I mean, it was lovely, but it was weird for the first time seeing that because it's, it's, it's just a strange platform that people know, that, like, they know you online for speaking. Like, I, I'll go and I'll speak and I'll tell things about my day and all this stuff to then have people come to you in person, which is really lovely. And it's, it's just actually a bit, it's all just a bit crazy, <laughs> but it, it's but- great. I mean, it's amazing numbers, really, because it does seem maybe TikTok, you can do that maybe better than you can on other online platforms. But to go mm-hmm. from a few thousand to almost 40,000 or whatever is is, is amazing. And the, the, that reach is really substantial. Yeah, it's, it's, it's smart. It's actually, it's pretty crazy. And it just, it, it just slowly keeps going. Um, and there's lo- loads of comments and there's the same people as well. So I always, I've started noticing the same people commenting on things so it's just like you're you are feeling like it's not just it's almost a community because it's the same people coming back so you are actually like making those genuine 
like you've connected with those people and they now listen to your music it's not just like one person watches it once and then they, yeah. that's it so it's like almost it's it's like an organic growth which I really am like well some most of it is but uh, yeah so it's, it's it's strange but I would definitely say that it's such an important part right now is this TikTok <laughs> And you said when we started talking that it was important for you maybe to release a video for every song. And so you've got these platforms, YouTube as well, where, mm -hmm. you know, it's like the perfect home for, for such things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. So it's just, um, it's funny though, because you do notice that different types of content are better mm -hmm. for specific platforms. So for TikTok, it's very stripped back, not an overproduction, just yeah. literally speaking into your phone. And then for things like Instagram, it is a bit more polished. It's more edited and and looking a bit more professional. So, I I think at the start I was making the same piece of content and just posting it on everything like the same thing. And then I, you kind of start to realise that you have to specifically make specific things for the platforms because that's what that they work better there. So it isn't just the one piece. You have to make it in different formats, different like portrait landscape, everything. <laughs> so yeah, you do have to put in a lot of. A, a lot, lot more thinking than I definitely did at the start. So yeah. yeah, and that is that brings its own pressures, doesn't it? Because you feel okay. I'm not just making one thing and then throwing it to four different places. It, they're yeah. all, yeah, you, they're all it uh, has to, streamlined to their own. Yes, yeah, they're all unique to the different people and platform that you're actually trying to get it to. So yes, yeah, it's, it's it's good. It's easy. It's once you get into it, I, I definitely I've had times where I'm like, oh no, this is too much. It's too much. There's so much content, but yeah, no, it's 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 really useful. You have to do it. So, <laughs> and and that has resulted in people coming along to gigs and you know yep. listening to your own music as well. So yeah, really has been been worth it. And what can we? You've given us some of the live dates that you're going to be doing, but what is next for you? I guess you're just concentrating on this EP and getting yes. It so obviously the live dates are coming up, um, and then I'm going to be straight into thinking about. I'm doing. I plan on doing a third single from the EP. I know a lot of people would do two and then release the next two with the whole EP as itself. But um, I've decided to do a third single from the EP as well. So in the next couple of weeks, I'll be looking into that. It's straight on to the next one. So it almost feels like you get once one's out, there's a wee bit of stuff about it, and then you're right on to the next song as well. So I'll probably begin the process in the next couple of weeks of getting some visuals and all that sorted for that song. So I'll probably be posting that. Um, in a few weeks time I suppose and then it'll be the whole EP and everything with that so yeah well when we do we'll, we'll give it a, a play on the show and are you are you still writing other things as, as you go on doing you know you've you obviously got all these things going on that you, as you've just yeah. explained, but are you also writing new stuff or does that get put on the back burner as well so I think unfortunately for me I definitely noticed that that gets put on the back burner when there's a lot coming out I, I almost forget that that is a part sometimes of, I just like forget and then it's not till after it all where you're like right next oh no I haven't got any more songs so like new songs anyway so there's definitely I, I, I've written some wee things and, and some verses and that here and there but I have struggled uh, to get past thinking yeah. about the current stuff so making some new stuff's been pretty hard uh, I think I spent a whole day last week trying to like break a writer's block I was like right you need to get some new content especially for all the gigs coming up, it would be lovely to have maybe a few really fresh songs for yeah. the shows. But um, it, it was, it's actually quite hot. I think my you're just so fixated on what's the songs and you can hear them constantly in your head now. 
I have struggled with new ones, but hopefully it'll come. It, it always it takes its time, but it will hopefully be back pretty soon. So I, I'm sure it will. Kirsten, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me. It's been a real pleasure. Oh no, it's lovely. Thank you so much for having me on. And I can't wait to hear the rest of the EP when it comes out. And this is Kirsten Harvey and One More Day.
just love the big production on that. Sounds great. That was Kirstine Harvey and One More Day. And thanks again to Kirstine for taking the time to have a chat with me. This is the Scott Swahey Show and my name is Ali Braidwood. And next is a new single from Apostle. This is Feel Good and in brackets, You Can Make Me.
that was Apostle and Feel Good, open brackets, you can make me close brackets. And Apostle just makes the most interesting and excellent pop music. And that's another great example of it. Now it's our podcast suggestion for this week. And on the 16th of September in Glasgow, there is CrimeCon. And if you want to know more about CrimeCon, which is a true crime event, then there's a podcast going to be out at scotswahey.com next week with the organiser Nancy Bond. But before that, if you want to know more, head over to crimecon.co.uk and all the details and how to get tickets and all that is there. But there is an associated podcast. Here's a bit of a description. It's called Crime Conversations and Crime Conversations are podcasts brought to you by CrimeCon UK, the UK's number one true crime live event. The new series contains shows recorded live at CrimeCon UK 2022 and includes conversations with some of the world's leading true crime experts and podcasters, including Generation Y, David Rudolph and Sonia Pfeiffer, Colin Sutton, The Cult Vault and Crimepedia. And as that uh, suggests, the most recent one that you can listen to was recorded at CrimeCon in Glasgow last year. Here's a little bit of the introduction to it. Conversations bring together the biggest names in true crime, recorded live at CrimeCon 2022, partnered by CBS Reality. For more information on future CrimeCon events, visit crimecon.co.uk. Hi, it's David Swindle of Swindle Search for the Truth, and today I'm interviewing Jackie Malton, a legendary detective chief inspector of the Flying Squad in the Met. And Jackie has recently written a book... And I believe it is a real interesting read and I've seen quite a lot of media coverage. Jackie, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, yes, I've just written a book, David. It's called The Real Prime Suspect, which was published on August the 25th by Octopus. And I did that book with a ghostwriter called Helene Mulholland. It took about a year to do, uh, to write it. So we did that during COVID. That was a positive thing, I think, that came out of, you know, COVID for, for me and Helene. And that was just the introduction to the most recent Crime Conversation podcast uh, recorded live in Glasgow with David Swindle and Jackie Moulton. I'm presuming there's going to be new Crime Conversations at this year's Crime Con UK, which, as I say, is going to be in Glasgow on September the 16th. Do listen out for our podcast with Nancy Bond when it comes round. And you can get the podcast on Spotify Apple Podcasts, Acast, and probably elsewhere as well. Next, we have a couple of new releases in a row, starting with Courtney, and this is Eve.
good is that that is dictator and enough is enough and it's just put a huge smile on my face and dictator are going to be at orin moore in glasgow on november the 3rd and that's promises to be a great night more about gigs in a moment but i should say that before that you heard courtney and eve uh, courtney is from my part of the world glasgow's south side and has been on stage with other scotsway favorites such as carl lawler Mima Mero, and tamzine and if you enjoyed that do check out courtney's previous singles angel and lungs but we return to our featured album for this week which is songs from the last page by gareth williams And from it, this is Song from the Last Page of Treasure Island. The bar silver and the arms to lay For all that I know Where Flint buried them Certainly, they shall lay there for me. Pieces of eat, 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 pieces of
Jason and we in robes will not bring me by. Oxen and we in robes would not bring me back again to that accursed island and the worst dreams that ever I had are when I hear. That was Song from the Last Page of Treasure Island by Gareth Williams, taken from our featured album of the week, which is Gareth's Songs from the Last Page. Here's a little bit more about it from Gareth himself. These songs all have one thing in common. They begin on the final page of a book. And all the books I chose for this collection also have something in common. When I read them, I didn't want them to end. So I took what I found in the final lines, with no words added and none taken out, and built verses, choruses, bridges and refrains. Stories never stay on the page anyway. These ones just became songs. And what songs they are. And I'm hoping Gareth will be on the show to talk about them in a couple of weeks' time. That's the plan anyway. Can't wait for that. The song's called Songs from the Last Page. It's by Gareth Williams and it's our featured album, for this week. Now it's time for our pick of the gigs 
for the week ahead. I'm going to kick off with the Scottish Ensemble who are on tour at the moment. They play Perth Concert Hall uh, tomorrow night, September the 11th. Then they will be at Mull Theatre in Tobermory on the 12th, Tuesday the 12th, before going to Seal Island Community Hall in Oban on Wednesday the 13th. And then they'll be in Glasgow at the University Concert Hall on Thursday, September the 14th. Our second pick is Cammy Barnes, Tom A. Smith and Kirstine Harvey, our Artist of the Week. Kirstine Harvey, who are going to be at the Caves in Edinburgh on Wednesday the 13th. On Friday the 15th, Free Love will be at Rumshack in Glasgow's Southside, which I might try to get along to myself. On the same night, Friday the 15th, Steve Grozier is at the Harbour Art Centre in Irvine. And on Saturday the 16th, Glasgow's New Cross will be playing a hometown gig at Stereo. And that's our pick of the gigs for the coming week. And it's nearly time to say cheerio, so let's see if we can fit in a couple more before we have to do that. Starting with Six Piece with Pink Wafer and this is any more. Sometimes I hate the way I feel for her. Too deep to dip my feet in the water. I'm backing out, but heading straight forward. I can't resent the things that I choose. Still holding on to people I lose. Too late to feel the way that I do. I do not want to be.
looking out on a winter's morning, the darkest hour has now had its say. See the night going, the light growing ever stronger as the splendor of the night surrenders to the day. But looking up. Just as the sky is changing, so one small light that does not fade away. She stands so bold as the sun is rising with the courage that challenges the day. She's the friend, the true companion. Sister, who has never left my side, she's the ever constant mother, unfaltering strength, my faithful guide. She is the rarest by far, the morning star. She's the morning star. At times I forget to wonder at her beauty, take for granted that she will always be there. She'll never give up. She will never stop trying. No other star in the sky with her can compare. The brave star, all alone in the morning, the only one who will stand up to the sun. Although life is. With dignity, my respect. She has won. She's the friend, a true companion. She's the sister who has never left my side. She's the ever constant mother, unfaltering strength. My faithful guide. She is the rarest by far, the morning star. She's the morning star. She's the friend, a true companion. She's the sister. My side, she's the ever constant mother, unfaltering strength, my faithful guide. She is the rarest by far.
And that was Olivia Ross and Morning Star. Olivia is a member of the Scottish folk supergroup The She, but Morning Star is taken from her solo album Grace the Blue, which is absolutely beautiful from beginning to end. And before that, you heard Six Piece and Pink Wafer and Anymore, which is taken from Six Piece's EP Index Fun. Index Fun, because there's an exclamation mark at the end of that. Well-deserved exclamation mark. It's out now and it's a belter. And that's all, folks, for another week. This has been the Scots Way Show on Cam Glen Radio and I've been Ali Braidwood. And I hope you found something to investigate further. If you missed any of the show or would like to listen again, head over to camglenradio.com forward slash listen again or head over to scottswahey.com where there's all the old shows and lots of podcasts and reviews and so much more waiting for you. Next up on Cam Glen is The Spangled Show with Paul Puppet. But I hope we can all catch up next Sunday at 7 o'clock to do it all over again. I'm going to leave you with some Edwin Collins from his 1997 album, I'm Not Following You. This is Edwin Collins and Country Rock. Take care, have a great week, and I'll see you soon.
Cause they say you've gone to see Country rock Country rock is an amazing medium. It can inspire, entertain, inform and connect people. This station, Cam Glen Radio, is run by a dedicated, passionate and committed team of volunteers and you can be one of those volunteers too. It doesn't matter if you're an experienced broadcaster or if you've never set foot in a studio in your life. We provide all the training and support that you need to do what you want to do and it's a great way of making new social connections, learning new skills, expanding on your CV and just having loads of fun. So to find out more about volunteering with Cam Glen Radio, just email volunteering at healthynhappy.org.uk. Cam Glen Radio, community announcements. University Hospital Wishaw is recruiting for the Edinburgh and Lothian's Viral Intervention Study in kids to see if salt water nose drops can help children with colds get better faster and be less likely to pass on the virus to others. If you have a child under 7 years of age, you may be able to help join the fight. To find out more, visit elviskids.co.uk or contact the Lanarkshire Elvis Kids Study on 07976 320284. If you're struggling to clear debt on your energy bills, you can apply for a grant from British Gas Energy Trust. Before applying, you should seek some financial advice. Money Matters in the local area can help. You can call them on 0300 029 041. Find out more about the grants by visiting BritishGasEnergyTrust.org.uk And finally, Urban Roots are looking for volunteers to support growing spaces in the south side of Glasgow, including Malls Mire. If you have an interest in community gardens, you can contact them on 0141 613 2766 or email emma at urbanroots.org.uk. I'm David Cuthbertson and that's your community announcements on Cam Glen Radio. If you have an event or activity happening in Rutherglen or Campus Lang, let us know. Email whatson at camglenradio.org or for more events in your community, visit camglenradio.org slash local. Guess you made me wonder and wonders what you do 